episode 84, closing out 2020. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletops, RPGs, miniatures, but always about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, of The Games We Play and uh, co-founder of The Games We Play. This week, co-founder, other co-founder. I don't I, I need to yeah. find a better intro. Co-founder, but Chris, co-founder, Chris. co-founder, 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 oh, co-founder. co-founder. <laughs> yeah. Hello, hello, everybody. I know, I love that. <laughs> Spies like us. Doctor, For those doctor. who don't, yes, don't know the reference of doctor, 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 Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase, Spies Like Us. Oh, one of, such one of those a good 80s comedies, movie. classic. Just love, just go, go rent Cold it, stream War it. Era. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so funny. The comedy of Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> love it. <laughs> co-founder yes, yes, co-founder yes, yeah, exactly uh so yeah, yeah sorry this is episode 84 of the games we play thanks for joining us this week uh we're going to be talking about some games we played uh chris wanted to talk about also some uh, some maybe mass market games that are, are yeah. actually pretty good out there and talk about those a little bit and then i think maybe some rpg talk i mean i, I do tease it every week technically in the intro we never do yeah but. i'm gonna sneak it in i'm gonna sneak a little uh, rpg talk in <laughs> i'll give you 20 seconds on the clock and uh no uh cool well thanks for joining us this week uh, we do appreciate it as always hopefully everybody's having a wonderful time of year for us uh snow's on its way our first winter storm is uh a upon us it's been raining all day and it's going to turn over yeah. so good fun here in the midwest gotta love uh love the weather you know i i love snow it is christmas time the holiday season the joyful uh so i it, it's very weird to have 50 and 60 degree days which we just did this week <laughs> and true. yeah exactly and then go from 60 degrees yesterday to snow potential snow tonight it's that freezing rain you know you know getting there but yeah yeah so anyway i love the snow looking forward to it looking forward to the festive holiday season so it's got to have some snow with it as long as i can use my snowblower I yeah because we just got that last year so yep. i think i only got to use it like three times maybe of course you know that's how it always goes you get the snowblower and then it doesn't snow so i'm looking forward to getting that thing out uh but we do appreciate listening get back on track here uh, so, Chris, a couple few more weeks left of the new year. We're going to be talking about goals here in the next few weeks. So you might yeah. want to get that primed. Just a reminder for the audience, if you're listening, think maybe think about some of your goals. Uh, you have any unique ones to share? Maybe some ideas uh, for goals for the next year? You could be gaming or non-gaming related, but we're open to it. Uh, send feedback. Send the email. We'll talk about it. Um, I'd love to hear your ideas. Uh, we're going to be doing that here soon. I'm uh, still short like 10 games. So I got to get 10 games here in the next like 20 days. So uh, I, I think I could do it, but we'll get there. We'll talk about it more. So just that was uh, taking care of business there, a little administrative, if you will. All right. So let's just jump into it, Chris, if you want to and start talking about some games. Did you want to go ahead and go first? Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, for the opportunity. Uh, yeah, so Jamie and I have played a lot of games over this uh, last couple weeks. And just recently, um, Jamie, I love her, love her to death, uh, love her willingness to jump into board gaming and hobby gaming and being introduced to all the the craziness aspects of the games we play the type that baptism I, by yes, fire exactly exactly <laughs> and and baptism by fire and marriage yeah exactly so 
Um, she has some favorite games she likes, and a couple of them are Rummicube and Sequence. So we've pulled those out of late and just get some games out of, uh, just pull that out and, and get some games of, of Sequence, a couple, two or three games in. You can get those in fairly quickly. And then Rummicube every now and then, and like Kings in the Corner. So those are some of the games she kind of uh, got introduced to a while ago and has played. So I, I like to, um, you know, share the love and and play some of the games that she she has previously enjoyed too. So that those are the couple of the, you would, I would call those mass market games. Uh, those are very common. You can find those in uh, Targets, Walmarts, uh, any of the, the Kmart stores. Those stores like that. You can see those in the toy aisle area. So, hate to tell you, yeah. uh, Kmart is out of business. Well, so. that's, I was dating myself there a little bit right there. So <laughs> I was trying to think of those other non-Walmart Target, Target stores. Yes. Walmart. I don't, know, I don't know outside of I that. but Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's all right. Just, Laughing at Kmart. Oh, so funny. I, I remember shopping at Kmart as a whippersnapper. Oh, me too. Yeah, exactly. I remember being a kid and around Christmas time and the toy aisle. Yeah. Oh, man. That was yeah. so much fun. Good the over. video game yeah. section was pretty sweet. Yes. I remember and that. And they also had that uh, the blue light specials. I don't remember that. Now, oh, hey, Kmart yeah. shoppers over the announcement over the, 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 the microphone over in the store. Kmart shoppers, blue light alert in whatever, whatever shopping section that was funny yeah no we had a, a kmart on the east side of des moines um so that was a lot cheaper than going to south side target or oh, the sure. west west des moines target so this was more of like four to six miles away from well actually it was two blocks away from where i first started living but then um yeah, so we would go to the Kmart, Hinky Dinky and Kmart. So we'd shop there a lot. Toys but, R yeah. Us. I, that oh, was yes. also a big one growing up. Oh, yeah. Toys R Us was awesome. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, that's just, reliving the uh, going down memory lane. But uh, I'm sure there's somebody listening who's like, what are these Exactly. No. Skip through it. It's all right. Go look it up. Google it. You'll find some history. <laughs> It's but classic yeah. 90s. Oh, right classic 90s. Exactly. 80s and 90s of stuff. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, uh, Jamie really loves Rummy Cube. Rummy Cube, Rummy Cube. I think it's Rummy Cube. Rummy and yep. Cube. Yeah, Rummy Cube and Sequence. So, we, we play a lot of, of that uh, this last um, week and a half, two weeks. Nice. And yeah, yeah. So, Sequence is a fun game. We mm-hmm. I played that a lot growing up. Um, yep. I really enjoy kind of the strategy of tr- – it kind of gives you the feel of – connect four a little bit but you know it's on a flat surface but instead you're playing cards i really like the strategy and setting up the kind of gives you like a checkered chess vibe where you're setting up the so you can't get blocked because you don't if you make it too obvious it's too easy to block so you have to like have a double move or they're looking over here or you kind of force them yeah that's the strategy you got to always have something in your back pocket i feel um you know servant those uh those jacks are the ones that either uh, you can remove the one-eyed or two-eyed exactly or you yeah you can either remove or you can yeah you can swap things like that so a wild card so always having those in your pocket how long do you do that when do you use the optimization of removing that you play defense with it you play offense like you said you have to set up kind of one of these i'm using my hands now look over here with your right hand as you're waving and punching with your left hand kind of it so one of those type of uh, strategy and mentality that way you it's, teach them wrestling it, it, exactly no, yes and sweep the leg exactly sweep the leg <laughs> sweep the leg you know it's yeah. definitely an available yeah. game it's Absolutely. very popular it's a lot of fun i've never played king's corner uh it looks like it's a like a traditional card game that you can just mm-hmm. play with the deck cards but there's also like this plastic thing it looks like you can actually buy that you put it in right um looks like an interesting game it looks vaguely familiar but i don't think i've ever played this game before. yeah it's it's it gives a different um different feel 
a vibe of playing with a Hoyle deck of cards kind of stuff. So, yeah, those and those are fun. And see, I like these games because these are, are ones you can really get somebody in. The, what we call the gateway game, the entry level game to uh, get somebody in and kind of... Um, I don't want to say bait and switch, but but get them into playing games with you. Then you bring out a ticket to ride. You bring out a Catan. Then you start bringing out you know um, mm-hmm. the, the more kind of, diff- different it's games. Also a Pandemic. Good way to see and, what, yeah, yeah, it's a good way to see what people like. Like, yes. is, is it the strategy like on sequence where I was talking about where I like doing yep. the double move and stuff or? Is it the card play and trying to get sets of stuff? Right. Like, yeah, there's tons of hobby games that are really good out there, but you may like set collection more than that strategy chess feel, and that's cool. Uh, but there's definitely games out there, and you just don't know unless you play them. Plus, these are really good right. for kids. That's these that, are like great. I look at that too. I mean, we, we have a lot of uh, kids of varying ages, but exactly, these are those that you can teach them a basic mechanic. And there's usually a couple of these games have uh, just a few strategies, so it's not overwhelming. It's not analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. You get too a feel. Rules. Exactly. Yeah. Too many rules, too many things, too many actions to choose from. Those games aren't good to start off with kids or, or new uh, adults who are maybe shy to uh, to some of these games. So, But these are great icebreaker games, um, gateway mm-hmm. games, segway games, however you want to say it. Of getting kids and people into it, get playing them like, hey, okay, now, hey, you, like you said, you like set collection. Now let's step up to a little different, uh, different type of set collection game and move up that way. So, yep, I like that. Absolutely. Bring it, bring in some of those good old hobby games and that yeah. kind of it. Yep. Uh, and, and we're not, we're not stopped. So a lot of people think that gate, the word gateway game, has been kind of like a. Uh, like a negative connotation a little bit in the hobby industry. And so when we say gateway game, we definitely don't mean it negatively. Like, oh, well, that's a gateway game. We actually mean it in a positive way because, you know, I look at my, you know, we're we're getting close to the end of the year and I'm looking at all my plays for the last year, for example. And let me pull this up real quick. This is actually pretty fascinating. I'm sorry. So in 2020, even during a pandemic, I've played with 47 different people. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty crazy. 47 different people. So, you know, I don't like that whole gateway game like term. I you know, it it isn't negative. We play with a lot of different people from people who love heavy heavy games to people who are just hey, I I didn't even know these kind yeah. of board games exist. I only knew Monopoly and Sorry. Um so yeah, so when we say gateway game, hopefully it doesn't feel negative because for us it isn't, and uh, it's definitely not meant that way. And it's actually somewhat a case of a positive in our case because we, we get opportunity to uh, introduce games all the time, and it's a lot of fun to see. I, I love those moments when you find that that game that clicks with somebody. It's like their first real hobby game, and it clicks with them because they love the theme or they love the gameplay mechanic or something. I love uh, introducing that to people and kind of experiencing that with them. It it kind of brings me back when I, I kind of the same thing when I played my first uh, uh, social deduction game yeah. and just had so much fun like laughing and accusing each other, being the spy. I mean, that's great times, and, and uh, it's fun to do that, so... Anyway, I just wanted to say that because there is a negative connotation. No, out there. it is a good point. You're right. I, I think of it we, as we try not to be yeah. snobby. No, we try. Not to be. <laughs> that's the last thing we are. Unless it's Monopoly, <laughs> so, I'll be snobby at Monopoly. But that's it. Like that's the only game. So we, no, you draw kidding. the lines, Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Uh, moving on here. Uh, next game 
we're going to talk about is a game that actually Chris and I did get to play together. Uh, it's yes. a first in a while, which is pretty sweet. But the the game we played was Marvel United. So if you are a longtime listener of the show, you know that I'm not I'm not a Marvel guy, and I usually think most Marvel games are pretty bad because they are. Um, but Corey and Chris uh, wanted to play Marvel United, so you know I I I'll try something at least once. And so we we pulled this out and played this, and so. Um, I would kind of describe this as a cooperative game, um, kind of a chibi, cutesy yep. look to it. Like your heroes are these like little chibi miniatures. Uh, it it looks really cool. I love the artwork on it. It looks pretty cool. So you take the control of one of the the superheroes of Marvel, and uh, there's multiple locations, and it's all done by cards. And there's a bad guy. There's several, I think, three or four bad guys in the base game. And so you can kind of choose your difficulty. And so there's some sliding difficulties and stuff like that. And essentially, on your turn, you're you're playing a card out, and you're doing the actions, and you're trying you're trying to hit two or two of three things, either like uh, fighting off these what are the minions, yep. uh, trying to save people, minions and there's thugs. There's some thugs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and so you're tracking that, and so once you hit two of the three, it, it basically now the end bad guy is is vulnerable, and you can fight him. Um, at the same time, as you clear those, they do get harder too. So you have to time it and try to get them cleared at the same time or close to. Um, it, it's a pretty simple game. It kind of um. I, I can't really think of many other games that were similar, uh, but definitely simple, easy to learn. I like the theme. The artwork was really neat. The most unique part about this game, though, was that whole mechanic where what you play on the card has a symbol like at the bottom because there's like three or four symbols. And the person that goes after you can use that card symbol as well in conjunction with them. So you're always setting up the person to ahead of you or behind you in turn order, which is really neat. Um, and and so it doesn't necessarily feel like a uh, solo game where sometimes co-op games can feel kind of like that. Um, it felt like, okay, Chris, well, I don't have an optimal move. What are you going to do on your next turn? Chris is like, well, I'm going to go over here and punch this guy and punch this guy. I'm like, you know what? I have this... Uh, I have this one that gives you a a uh, wild action and oh perfect so now I can actually take out the bad guy perfect so I get to do something I set up Chris to do something Chris sets up Corey to do something and I really like that aspect of it feels like we're on a team actually right. working together and um it, it it got challenging at times I mean there's some randomness with the enemy deck and bams coming out but you you try to mitigate risk and trying to be as efficient as possible it, it was a good little cooperative game with a nice little theme it didn't feel like a throwaway um uh like a cash grab for marvel oh, yeah it no. didn't feel like that it actually felt like an original game with original mechanics and theme and everything it wasn't just a recycled uh, game with just Marvel slapped on it, and I really like that. So yeah, it was a fun little game. It's called Marvel United. Uh, the only thing that I think was a negative with this, this came out on Kickstarter, right? And initial. it was Simon. So yep. like, I think the all in was like three hundred dollars. I'm sorry, this is not a three hundred dollars, even with all the expansions, because the expansions just added heroes and like their cards, and that's it. Maybe some bad guys, unless you really, really like the Hulk or like Spider Man or whomever. I would say that would be worth it, but man, it's a little pricey on the Kickstarter for what you got. Uh, you can buy the base game like Target or Walmart. In fact, 
Target and Walmart have exclusive characters, I'm told. Yeah, I think they're coming um, out. Absolutely. To their versions that the people in the Kickstarter didn't even get or have access to, which I think some people weren't very happy about that. So I think that's a little of the controversy around this game. But other than that, uh, if you just want a cool little Marvel game, you like the theme, just pick up the base game. That should be worth it. You can play it. Uh, with your kids, play it with your teenagers, play it with other adults. If you really like Marvel, this this is going to be a great game for you. This is probably, I would say, the best Marvel game I've board game I've played yet. Uh, wow! So that says something. That does. Yeah. This I don't is... know what your thought. Yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are. I know you're a big of a Marvel guy than I am for sure. Oh yeah, I I've grown up with Marvel. That was one of my uh, favorite IP themes. Um, reading the comic books back in the the 80s. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's this is a good game. I really like it. Um, I'm not a big chibi fan, that type of style of art and stuff. But Simon um, yep. did this, so you know the miniatures are, are good, good, high quality. And Corey does a fabulous job. He painted them up. Um, so oh, it, yeah. that they bring the awesome. yeah the table presence on that uh, with Corey doing that is is just outstanding. So uh, that that to me is the presence of this type of a game where miniatures are involved in it uh, makes this game more enjoyable uh for me to do um i I thought it was a good game i absolutely agree um three hundred dollars or it's actually currently being sold uh for three hundred and fifty dollars the kickstarter uh there's somebody selling one of the the kickstarter stuff for three hundred fifty dollars i just looked up quick and it's to me no absolutely this is not i mean maybe fifty dollar game i don't know you you don't get a lot it's, for it's that not a, it's not like a huge miniatures game because no, i no, thought it was going to be sold as a miniatures game but it really isn't a miniatures game you don't even need those little miniatures that come with it you it's don't. really a card game Good. Right. That you move a character around on. Yeah, you could easily have a, a two-dimensional paper standout with a plastic base that it slides into and utilizes oh, yeah. that way, and save yourself uh, three hundred dollars. Uh, if three hundred and fifty, uh, let's say three fifty, so three hundred and uh, twenty-five dollars, you can save yourself because <laughs> they would be a twenty-five dollar game. Um, it's fun. Yes, the, the the mechanics, I love it. I played Captain America, I'm old Cappy fan, um, and he's he sets up and he's a support guy. Um, so mm-hmm. you went first as uh, you were Iron Man, weren't Ant-Man. you? Oh, you were Ant Man. Excuse Ant-Man. me, Ant Man. Yep, yep, Ant Man. And then, Corey was uh, Iron Man. Corey was Iron Man. I and so I would set up Corey a lot with Iron Man to do some of his things by me going doing something, and then uh, with my leadership ability and to be able to my tokens or icons. That was that, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so. it was more support. And that's also, I didn't mention that, the asymmetrical. Each character right. is different. They have their own deck of cards. They definitely have a different play style, and that's kind of cool. Yep. So even if you get like tired of playing it, you're like, you know, let's ratchet up the difficulty. Let's try this weird combination of this person and this person. Let's see if it works. You never know. Um, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It, it's fun. It's fun. Um, I just do agree that it's... Uh, don't pay overpriced for this game but but no, if no. you can get it inexpensive go ahead and get it and especially if or, you like painting uh painting the figures absolutely yeah. it's, it's or target you know yes. has their specials buy one get one free to yep. get one free or like hey you get fifteen dollars off fifty dollars that kind of stuff that's perfect to get this yeah game. i want to say the base game goes around 35 dollars stuff like that yeah that sounds yep. about right yep that sounds about right so but if you if you are going to get research which one you want because the walmart and target version for example are different than like what you'd get on amazon for which characters because there's exclusives so 
you know, just shop around. Maybe get the one that you want with that one character you really like or don't like, you know, so. Yep. And cool. they're, they're Avengers uh, currently. They're Avengers with the Red Skull oh. and yep. was it Taskmaster and I forget the other bad guy. Was it Ultron? I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I couldn't tell yeah, you. We played uh, against Red Skull. And there are expansions or more expansions yep. coming out too, so. Yep. Good stuff. All right. Well, cool. Uh, that was Marvel United. Uh, Chris, what's the next game on your list you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, last game. So with this whole pandemic stuff, uh, like you said, we're not able to get as many game nights and get-togethers and things like that. So my brother put together an online um, RPG, which is role-playing game. He uh, backed um, a year or two ago a revamp of Paranoia. Um, this is a, a role-playing game from back in the 80s. It's I want to say this is the fifth or sixth revision of it. I think it's called Red, Paranoia Red. But basically, think the, the theme of it is post-apocalyptic. Think 1984. The computer is the one that runs everything. You're a clone. Mm. And you're basically oh, in this, you have yeah. six clones. And basically... Um, your your mission is to serve the computer and you do whatever the computer says and the computer and the computer's the gm right? yes the computer's the gm yep yeah so the gm yep. uh, the game master plays as the computer and issues out so basically we, we started off our characters were born in and um the theme of this is is that we had to go to this certain section and uh with our mops and clean up a um an area that a computer, uh, a robot made a mess. So, I mean, simple. You think what? Yeah, it's so simple, goofy. So the basis of paranoia is that you you have these stats, and basically you have um, six clones. So uh, yourself and five other clones, and um, you go about serving. But but uh, there are certain people who have. Uh, okay, you you want to excuse me. I, I'm bouncing all over the place. Um, you want to serve the computer. And those who don't serve their computer are treacherous and should be reported to the computer for termination. And um, so you always always do everything in honor of the computer, but you mess things up all the time. Things go bad. Yeah, things it, go wrong. There's aren't they yeah. aren't they aren't they typically like a bunch of errors that yes, usually leads to your death if Le you yes. like if you follow to the T. Absolutely. There's things yeah. like there's there's always somebody who's uh, there's somebody in the party gets some trait to subvert. Uh, the party or the computer um, so you got to watch out for traitors um, you could you during out the times you get mute these mutations and any mutation from the clone is considered deviant from the uh, um, from the computer and court of traitor <laughs> but then you, you it's 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 just a wacky very very wacky silly um, RPG um, there's so we played it uh, with tabletop simulator uh, so we played it online through tabletop simulator and the dice rolling and the card mechanics was uh, given that way. And so there's these certain cards that you can play basically in, in your turns, you have these stats and how the rolling up of characters is, as this tells you right here is, um, we figure out who goes first. So if I'm first, I get the first ability in, um, a, a first character in strength. So I get a level one in this function. Well, because I get a level one, the guy to my left gets a negative one in that ability. And then he gets a two in something while well, somebody to his left gets a negative two. And it goes around in these traits and then there's some skills. So I ended up being good with um, guns and... Um, uh, um, uh, what is it? Guns and talking or uh, subversion with people. What is? Here's my stats. I'm good in guns and charm. Excuse me. That's what it was. But I'm not a good engineer, and uh, I'm bad at throwing things. 
Um, so it's it's there's these different categories and you do things and basically you have to roll these dice and you have to get so many successes of five and a six uh, in this um area you're trying to do and basically you can use your set if you can make up a reason why i should be using my gun skill to do this task the gm will say okay use your gun skills and you can do it well every time you roll dice you there's a computer die that gets rolled in with you and if it can there's certain emblems on it if it comes up bad things happen and so you 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 can lose your life there's treasons you get treasonous acts um there's moxie which is a characteristic that you gain and lose, but you can use to help. You can use some moxie to help increase your rolls. Um, and a after you get so many moxie, your clone dies, and then you have to use another clone and stuff like this. So, and you can gain moxie back. And but it's it's one of these really off, off, weird. Um, just jovial and goofy type kind of role-playing game where you it's it's heavy on role-playing and lighter on rules a little different oh, yeah a little different than dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons is more chucking dice and hacking monsters and things like that with some role-playing this is very quite opposite so yeah the, the only reason i kind of knew about this is geek at sundry your critical yep. role i uh did this and it was actually really really funny uh it's it just you know, I like I'm not a big RPG person, and I think watching people do RPGs kind of sounds boring to me. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Some people like it or listening to it, but this one more felt like a comedy sketch where people's personalities and silliness could come out, and it was it was hilarious. Like I really enjoyed watching. So when, the minute you started talking about, it, I'm like, wait a second, I've actually seen a video of them playing this like for hours and it was really good. So yeah. anyway, I think Felicia day and will, it was will Wheaton and that, uh, Matt, I can't forget oh, his last yeah. name, uh, from critical role. We're doing it. And it was, it was really funny. It was good. So, um, yeah, seems like fun. This seems like a, a fun one to play. This is one it's, it's all, in how uh, how you put into it, what you take out of it, and who you play with. Yep. I mean, if you get some fuddy duddies that aren't going to have fun, uh, then it's going to bring it down. But if you got some goofy guys that are willing to, yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun. Nice. It's what you put in. So that's nice. paranoia. Sounds like fun. All right. Well, last game on my list is Horizon. So this is another game I played with Chris. Man, yeah, one of my games I played with Chris this week. Yeah, uh, this is this what it normal feels like or, <laughs> um. It usually would have been back in the day. Uh, anyway, Horizons. Uh, played this with Corey and Chris. This was one that Corey was interested in. And uh, he talked about this a couple Gen Cons ago. Like, yeah. he was excited about it. And he got it, like, on Clarence or something real cheap. And I had no idea about this game. And I don't think you had heard of it. I don't remember if no. you had heard, heard of it prior. Last, you know, I totally forgot. He got on with one of our episodes talking about pre-Gen yep. Con of what we're excited for. And this was on it. And I had to go back and listen. I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally. He did bring it up? Yep. Okay, because yeah, I did. don't yeah. We talked about I, a million games. I totally forgot about that. I'm like, I haven't heard of it or even thought of it since. But yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. So this game's kind of interesting. So I had, no, I had no expectations going to it. I just knew it was kind of a card game, engine building. I'm like, oh, engine building? You got me. I'll play it. Um, so it's kind of interesting. We, each person takes on a role of like an alien species. And if you play the advanced rules, it's like 
uh, asymmetric where our actions and you know your your species really good at one thing but at a cost another thing kind of ideal uh so so there's some room for replayability which i i like and there's quite a few races uh, alien races yeah. that you can play as uh but we just played the basic side so we all have the same actions uh but essentially uh you're trying to expand your empire so on the board depending on another player the star system so they're represented with hexagon tiles of these stars and there's so many planet spaces you can build around the solar system or the star system. I don't remember what they call it. And so on your turn, basically it's a easy as in you get two actions, yeah. uh, but you want to take way more than two actions, but you get two only two actions. And uh, the actions are the same. Again, if you play the base game, um, what's like explore, adapt, build, harvest, and conspire, if I recall. Yep. You can take any two. You can take two of the same. You can take one or other. And then you take the actions. So some of the actions, like exploring, allow you to pull planet worlds out of a bag. So you can blindly do it. And then you get to place it out on a solar system. Um, you can uh, adapt where you can activate a habitat or you can get ally cards, which we'll talk about that in a second. You can build. So you can, there's buildings on your, on your player board. There's buildings you can pull from there and those buildings then get placed on the worlds that are empty. Um, you can harvest. So this is where harvesting. So as you build either like the mining, you can, you know, gas collection or mine, if I remember right, yep. um, you pull from all those and you get the resources um, and then you can spire, which allows you to draw mission cards, which are like end of game bonuses or ally cards. And uh, with these ally cards, and this is what I really like about it, are these ally cards, they they come out and they're like represented by people or something, but they have special powers and they're relegated to the different actions. So when you take an action, i.e. explore, if you have any allies that have the explore on it, you can activate one of those allies with an explore. And usually, not usually, all of them are really good. Like they're going to give you... Uh, free resources. Maybe you can uh, get extra actions, whatnot. And when you activate an ally, you flip the ally to the backside. And so then you can activate them a second time. And then once you activate them, they go to the discard. Uh, so you're constantly cycling in these allies, uh, but you're always trying to plan around. And, and this is how you get efficient at the game, I think. And how you get really good is you want to compound those ally cards with your actions. So you're getting more bang for your buck. So like, in Chris's case, uh, he didn't really care about uh, trying to control territory because this is a little territory control because at the end of the game, you get victory points based off of victory point tokens you can get as well as um, territory. So if you own the most in a solar system, you get the most points and the second place gets this many points. Kind of like uh, Towers of Arcanos, actually. Yep. A lot like the scoring system there. But Chris, he didn't really care. So Corey and I were like battling for control of these systems. Chris just was utilizing his combo of action cards and ally cards to get actual uh, victory point cards. So he was cycling through these mission cards and discarding them for victory points. And you you end up winning, though, didn't you? Yeah, like I did. And so because I was the third uh, person, or third to go, because it was Corey, you, then me. Yep. And you guys seem to always get to those planets or get a control system and start having more control over an area 
than I could even start getting into. So I was like, oh, crud, I'm going to be way behind the curve of colonizing areas because I, I didn't have that uh, ability because you and Corey were beating me to it. So I, I figured, okay, well, what's another way for me to get victory points? And I saw a couple of these allies that you can get that um, cycle through. You can get cards through an action and then you take the by utilizing my uh, allies i can turn these mission cards into victory points and well one yep. guy would allow me to get multiple missions when i took that option then another ally would allow me to turn those mission cards into victory points so i would just sat back and cycled that for a few rounds and while i utilized these allies before i had to discard them and i racked up so many victory points that way and not realizing yeah. that i was leading i always felt like i was behind because you guys were doing the colonies and and the planet warfare yeah. and stuff and i was like oh I'm missing out but well yeah. we actually tied we actually we did tie. at seven we, we tied at 17 victory yep. points and the tiebreaker was uh because i i triggered the end so the ending was building my last colony so i spent like i don't know eight or something resources to build it well the problem is the tiebreaker was the amount of resources left over so i had like zero and you had a bunch i had of a bunch yeah. that's that was the tiebreaker but uh like, I mean, the points were kind of visible, but at the same time, mm -hmm. we had mission cards, and mission cards also gave us victory points, and I think you completed some, too. So, I, I couldn't just sit there and be like, oh, right. Chris has 17, I have 17. I, there was some unknown to it. So, I thought I had it, but, you know, it was close. Right. Yeah. Um, so this game was actually a lot easier. Uh, the setup looked a little confusing. I mean, you have all these little planet cards. You have all these resources. You have all these cards, the ally card decks. There's like seven, six decks out there, and you're like, what is going on? But when it came down to it, it was actually a fairly straightforward game. I don't think it was that difficult to learn. And I really like the engine building on this one. The engine building on this was a little different than your traditional engine building. Uh, with those ally cards, and it gave you a lot of options, and it never felt like I was stuck in the game. It always felt like I had a lot of opportunities and many things I could do, and I really liked that. So it was more prioritizing what I should do than what I can do. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. I liked the theme. I liked that you're like colonizing, like make planets and systems and some area control and engine building and it was pretty cool yeah i liked it it was cool theme i agree i, enjoy, game. I enjoyed the sci-fi theme uh, i enjoyed the graphics and the components um it had really neat cards with art on it uh the the symbols mm -hmm. then it has uh besides some chits it also had uh wood little tokens uh various colored to represent your colonies and think uh, various different stuff like that and i i really enjoyed all the the, as, the visual aspect the tactile aspect oh. the and but then you get into the game mechanics um i love the different actions you can choose from so you can take different strategies the, the mm -hmm. just the variedness of this i liked how you had hidden mission cards so you, like you said you could count up i had 17 visible victory points but you didn't know how many i had missions cards in my hand that i actually completed and things so so it's one of those give and takes and it's it's still hidden and it's yeah i i enjoyed it i thought it was a fun game yeah it was neat it was really cool and there's some more to it because you oh, had absolutely. to like you had to like open up where what worlds you could settle so you had to pay resources to do that because that was one of the actions so there's a little more mechanics there than i just explained and the structures and the points and area control but 
overall, that was basically the game. But um, even the insert in the game. Oh, remember yeah. Remember the loved insert? It. Like, yeah. it was like uh, all the different spots for the resources were shaped as the same shape as the resources and everything like went back in there. Um, he didn't even need any baggies. Like everything went in perfectly. And then the baggies that it came with, with the stuff, he basically is like, all right, I got extra baggies. So, uh, inserts great. Love that in games that, and producers and manufacturers that do that, go that little, cause you can pull the box off and has all these components and you know exactly where the, every single piece goes back in. And to me, that's organized. You don't need a diagram. Exactly. Yep. I love that. Love that. That's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. That's that, that extra cool. bonus you get in some of these games. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, that was fun. That was a that was a surprise to me. So um, I had a lot of fun playing that game, and it it was great. Um, I'm glad we were able to play yeah. it. And Corey had us play it. So yeah. it's good stuff. And the Chiefs won that night too. And the Chiefs won. Uh, <laughs> it was a little closer than I want to, yeah. but I the game. But I got home and the game was still going on. It yeah. was like the yeah, last quarter, and so I was <laughs> sitting in bed watching like him pull out that win on that fourth uh, that that fourth quarter drive. I was like, yeah. oh boy, hey, but we yes, won. But Chiefs won. Yeah. So so Brian and I are Chiefs fan, and Corey is a, a Denver Broncos fan. So that was very nice of Corey to invite us over into his newly remodeled basement and <laughs> let us watch the Chiefs game. Yeah, it was Chiefs Raiders, so it wasn't Broncos. It wasn't Broncos, so yes. But the week after, we beat Broncos, so you know, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) You're welcome, Corey. I know you're listening. Uh, all right. Well, uh, anything else you want to talk about, Chris, before we take off? No, it's it's been fun. Uh, it's it had some opportunities to play some games. Loved getting out and uh, playing with you and Corey again. It's, I've missed that. I'm looking forward to it once oh, once man, all this, this pandemic and everybody gets healthy and it's safe out. Oh, I love that. Um, I, I miss it. Yeah. I miss it. So new, trying new things. Like I said, um, doing this uh, virtual tabletop stuff. Um, I, I loved playing the RPG online. I am still not a fan of the virtual tabletop. Too clunky of mechanics and stuff. And it could be my little laptop if I had a bigger screen and things like that. So anyway. And a mouse. And a mouse. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see if I can get it a little different situation. But um, I love the opportunity. Love trying new things, learning different ways. I'm looking at other various uh, RPGs, like maybe some Savage Worlds, Deadlands, and things like that to play with some community groups and getting into that aspect, playing some Shadowrun online or whatever. I, th- I think that'd be fun. But uh, oh, just, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm learning, learning about how to do that. So if that's one thing cool. this has caused, uh, uh, has driven me to do is learn different ways to to play games. So, and I'm being very thankful and grateful nice. that we can. So, love that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. A um, couple things before we take off. I uh, Black Friday uh, Broken Token. I was having sales, mm-hmm. so I bought some Broken Token organizers. Nice. My first I've ever done with that. I had a gift uh, certificate for my birthday from all the way back to last January and then the 20% off, I was like, uh, yeah. So I got, uh, Lord of the Rings LCG organizer, nice. sleeve, you know, nice. sleeve organizer. Yeah. So I had two base, uh, Lord of the Rings game plus a couple expansions. So I had them in two boxes. Cause of course there's no storage for those games. And I combined them into one plus have extra oh. space for a couple more expansions. Love that. Um, and then have a couple dividers so I could create custom decks and then like have them all segmented out pretty well. Um, I'm sure I could print some stuff offline too, some custom tags or something like that. Um, so that was pretty cool, but pretty generic. Uh, but the one I did get, I got Imperial Assaults Organizer. Imperial Assault, we've played, I think mm-hmm. you and Corian played this yep. with me. It's been a while. We played a yes. couple games. 
I really like it. It's that Descent rules. Uh, if you've ever played Descent, you know, nice little dungeon crawler, but it's Star Wars. And somebody plays the Imperials while everybody else plays, you know, the young Jedi or whomever, the bounty hunter. Chewbacca and yep, you yep. want. And you can, like, level up and stuff like that. Um, uh, really fun when we played it. But, man, it's a beast to set up and get out because, again, Fantasy Flight Games, they give you the insert is just like cardboard thing at the bottom with a little row it's like okay well that doesn't help when you have all this train and a million miniatures and cards uh so i got the organizer let me tell you man i mean it was a little pricey but holy cow i'll have to post some photos because man the organization on it is so cool all the tokens have their own little boxes with seg you know like with segments yeah and- nice and and the miniatures have all their little spots and they can go in perfectly. And then there's this nice wooden tray that has handles that you can pull out that has spots for all the the you know cardboard uh, train. And they have the different sizes, so you can like organize. Okay, well here's these sizes, this sizes, this size. So when you're trying to pull out pull them out, you you're not going through fifty different little cardboard pieces. You're going through like thirty. Um, so nice, so nice. Well worth the money. Um, for, oh, I mean, I didn't really pay money for it per se, but it was well worth the money spent on it. And, uh, there's definitely room for more expansions too, which is great. So I, I'm, I have two expansions sitting on the, on the, on the shelf that I'm going to crack open and get those organized too. It's just, I haven't played Imperial Assault because it's so hard to get like pulled out and get set up and just try to go through all the cards and all the characters just to get a scenario. And that's been kind of a barrier to getting that game to the table. And so I'm hoping, especially after organizing, it'll be so much easier to pull out and get to the table. And so uh, that's definitely a game I'm going to try to get pulled out by the end of the year and, and play a game or two. Um, at least so looking forward to doing that but uh well worth the money i would have to say good so, good investment about that good investment yeah yeah absolutely okay well uh i got a bunch of new games in this last week i still have to play like star wars on lock i got i got oh. bargain quest i got yeah. pandemic season two i got solaria um i want to say there was another game else i got but i got a bunch of new games to play i'm really looking forward to so i'm sure uh we'll have a lot more to talk about in the coming weeks so i'm excited about that i think i drowned on enough about games so uh we appreciate you listening thank you so much for hanging with us i hope you guys had a wonderful week uh we look forward to talking about our gaming goals here in the next couple weeks we look forward really look forward to switching over to 2021 uh, and get into 2020 and hopefully get back to uh, in person and talking about more games and get back to a little more of a real segment. Because if you didn't notice, we're doing this remotely, so it's hard to not talk over each other because of the late latency, but, you know, what are you going to do? Thanks, Chris. It was nice chatting with you. I had a good time chatting and uh, actually playing some games with you here. It, yes, it was great. Enjoyed Looking it. forward to getting more of that in. And um, I hope everybody has a great holidays coming up. We'll keep recording. Chris and I will try to figure out what's coming up for their schedules because, well, it gets complicated around the holidays. That it does. That it does. Between between work and uh, family and, yeah, what are you going to do? But we'll get it figured out. We'll yep. get those released. Uh, we appreciate it. If you have any feedback, as usual, feel free to email us. Reach out to us on social media here at the end. But until next time from the games we play, I'm Brian. And I'm Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com.